the Poet to Poet series with Nina Serrano. Welcome to Open Book, the Poet to Poet series. I'm your host producer, Nina Serrano, and today's guest is co-KPFA host and poet, Jack Foley. We're in Fun Drive today, and I'm excited to offer my new book of poems, Heart's Journey, Selected Poems 1980 to 1999, and it's going to be a thank you gift for you for your donation to KPFA Free Speech Radio. Jack Foley will be joining me in reading the poems and making his always welcome commentary. Welcome, Jack Foley. Well, thank you so much, Nina. I'm so happy to be here today. And it's a good day for poetry, I think. I think that this will be a fine day for poetry. And we'd like our listeners to join us in our appreciation of poetry. Let me give the numbers right away. 510-848-5732, which is 510-848-KPFA, or 1-800-439-5732, 1-800-HEY. KPFA. We need that funding. We also need poetry. And Nina's going to read a few poems just to get you in the mood. Well, the first poem I'm going to read is called Red Flower of the Last Blood from my book, Heart's Journey, which will be available to you for a $50 donation to KPFA. Red Flower of the Last Blood. For Dina Taylor, who rethought menstruation. I miss that juicy, wed, bloody mess that made me stop and deal with my body. Even through days of bloating, cramping, blood and desire. Hanging on to the galloping mare of emotions by the tail, the neck or the bridle. Even when jumping fences, forging rivers or flying over the moon. That wet, juicy, bloody mess that created a bloody mess on panties, nighties, and sheets, even left stains on the white dress and chair. That wet, juicy, bloody mess that sent me for rags, factory-made pads, and even irritating tampoons that could bring disease, causing me worries till it appeared again to swallow pills, insert jelly-covered diaphragms, and even the deadly Dalkin shield that made for a hospital stay. That wet, juicy, bloody mess whose absence led down the frightened path of illegal abortions, littered with pain and guilt. That wet, juicy, bloody mess tied me to the lunar calendar. Now... I submit only to the sun and stars, the hot flashes they ignite of smoldering aspirations, volcanic revolutions, and mellow rebirths. That was Nina Serrano reading a wonderful poem, Red Flower of the Last Blood, the kind of thing that guys cannot write. And I just want to interrupt you here, and we're going to have more of your poems. But what's wonderful about the book is uh, for men, uh, is that 
Women are telling us stuff that we don't know about. Uh, a vast amount of experience that is female experience and that has been silent in many ways, forced and forced silence, is coming to the fore now and has been for the last several years. And this book is one really wonderful example of a woman telling you what it's like to be a woman in the world. And that's a very good example of the kind of poem no guy could produce. I mean, we, 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 we do what we can imaginatively, and we do what we want to and all of that, but at the same time, there's an area that's the kind of thing you're not going to find. And if there are women who are listening, get this book. Give it to your men. They need to know this thing. And if there are men who are listening... You'll want it, too, <laughs> because you do need to know. We need to know what's happening across that divide. And Nina Serrano is one of the people telling us. 510-848-5732, 510-848-KPFA, or 1-800-439-5732, 1-800-HEY-KPFA. It's a $50 pledge, and you will get this very fine book, Heart Suite, which is the middle book of a trilogy her selected poems it's almost 20 years work 1980 to 1999 nina tell us some more about your heart well the book heart's journey contains 10 sections and that poem about menstruation was in the um cinderella couldn't imagine section <laughs> and also in that section is this poem called childhood girlhood Girlhood. When I was a child, I spoke. When I was a child, I spake as a child. Corinthians thirteen eleven. She's the one your parents didn't want you to play with, and you're not sure why. You only know that when you're together, it's so much fun. Girls in afternoons of giggles, of cut-up milk cartons made into houses, inventing endless plots for make-believe and dress-up in gowns that go back to being bedspreads when the game is over. Playing Monopoly on the floor, the game that controls your destiny. But you don't know it yet, because now you have only your dreams. She is the one, so quick and smart, the adults don't approve, but won't say why. You wonder at their disapproval. There's no fun in it. No hours of daily play in imaginary worlds of marvelous events that never happen in the grown-up world around you. But surely one day they will all happen to you when you check in your checkers and rest your roller skates. You are the girl they didn't want you to play with. You couldn't stay away from what they thought she knew. The slithering knowledge from the succulent tree of good and evil, of I want and thou shalt not. The father of my country, when confronted by such a tree, just chopped it down, with its merry cherries hanging, its tantalizing red, juicy, dangling balls. Every year on his birthday, the bakery celebrate with cherry pie because he laid low with axe to trunk the tree of dilemma, of temptation, of good and evil, and later grew up to be president. A childhood fantasy come true. <laughs> Actually, why don't uh, we've been talking about women and this kind of thing. Um, let me, while she finds another poem to read, 
tell you about, and again, this is a poem from the book, tell you about young men of California, 1982. 18-year-old males are required to register for the draft at the post office. California men didn't register. Almost a million. They surfed by the post office on skateboards and low-riding cars, but only to mail a love letter. Just 18 years old, six years after the war ended in Vietnam. They saw the guys who went to Nam come back, unemployed, messed up, or not at all. They plugged into TV information sponsored by the war machine before they grew into headsets and computer games in the shadow of nuclear leaks and radiation. They found high-tech in orchards, suburbs, and city streets. California men are so close to the stars. Their Hollywood movie governor became president, cut jobs in school so they didn't have to bother with, what will I be when I grow up? He offered a bigger army and more jails. California men from Mexico to Oregon watched 18 green grasses grow golden, felt the crack in the fold when the earth quaked, faced the graffiti on the wall. No draft, no war. U.S. out of Salvador. Almost a million surfed by the post office on skateboards and low-riding cards, but only to mail a love letter. Thank you, Jack. So interesting to hear my my words in someone else's voice. Thank you, Nina. It's really thrilling. <laughs> the words. This poem is called My Friend, My Radio, and it's dedicated to all of you who are hearing this on your radio right now. My Friend, My Radio. My Friend, My Radio delights me with music, so agreeable, changes the subject with a flick of the dial. My friend, my radio, rides me through a long drive in the lonely dark or a traffic jam, keeps me company when I can't sleep, talks to me when I'm alone, telling burglars, ghosts, and shadows to go away. My friend, the radio, speaks the latest news, talks in many tongues, tells what's happening, repeats the old songs. My friend, my radio. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Let's give those numbers again. The book is Heart's Journey, Selected Poems, 1980 to 1999, from a very familiar voice on KPFA. She's been here since the 60s, Nina Serrano. And she's been, there's a good reason why she's been here for that long. People love her and appreciate her. And they appreciate her poems as well. I'm sure you will. Again, the numbers are 510-848-5732, 510-848-KPFA, or 1-800-439-5732, 1-800-HEY-KPFA. I warned Nina that I was going to ask her this question. Nina... Why should people have poetry in their lives? Why should they read poetry? Well, Eduardo Galliano said that it would be very foolish to think that poetry could change the world. But it would also be foolish to think that you could change the world without poetry. And I believe that's very true because poetry 
is is about the heart. I think that's why my whole trilogy uh, is based on heart, heart song, mm-hmm. heart's journey, and the upcoming one, heart strong, because it's from the heart, and your heart has to be part of your being. I think we've all been hearing on KPFA about the mind-body connection. We've been hearing it a lot, and it's in the culture, and it's all around us. It's finally become clear that you have to be connected to what's in your heart to have a fulfilled life. And that is the reason that people need poetry. And some people say, well, I don't have enough education to understand poetry. I don't know what's good poetry or bad poetry. Well, there isn't good poetry or bad poetry. There's just the poetry that speaks to your heart. So the more poetry you're exposed to, the more you learn about your own heart or the more you hear words that give expression to that what feels like unexpressible stuff that's beating in your chest and sending your blood flowing. Yeah, there's a wonderful poem by Sir Philip Sidney, the British poet uh, from the 17th century, and um, he's trying to figure out how to write this, but he wants to write a poem, you know, I mean, you know, poets have got to write a poem, and he wants to write a poem, and he's trying to figure out, and he's reading other people, and he's trying to get inspired by them, and he's not getting inspired, he's going through all these books, finally, at the end of the poem, it's the last line, fool, said my muse to me, look at thy heart and write. And that's what you've been doing in these books. Uh, Heartstrong rather than just headstrong. Uh, it's a very good title. Uh, but this one is Heart's Journey. And you, you need to, you need all three books and they are, are available online. Isn't that right? Well, two are available online. I'm still finishing the third one, but it will be out there pretty soon. But we need to know in order to experience that heart strong, which is certainly true about Nina uh, and her work, in order to experience that, we need to know how she got there. We need to know about the journey. And that's what this book will give you. And again, it's it's a woman telling you what it's like to be a woman. And there are going to be surprises. There are going to be surprises for everybody because Nina is a very unique woman. And she's had a very interesting, unique life. I mean, there are poems that take place around here. But there are poems that take place in Nicaragua. There are poems that take place in Cuba. There are all kinds of poems in this book, and you'll find out a lot of stuff. There's a lot of things about spring, but there's a lot of things about inequity, too. Well, this poem was written for my fifth... Oh, thank you, caller. Thank Come you, on caller. back here. <laughs> this... Let's give the numbers before you start. Let me give them again so that person uh, can come back on 510-848-5732, 510-848-KPFA, or 1-800-439-5732, 1-800-HEY-KPFA. And we're about midway through the show. We want to thank... The food donors, Semi Freddy's, High Wire Coffee Roasters, Traditional Medicinals Tea, uh, Cabot Creamery Cooperative, B, B-E-E, B, Healthy Honey, and Bobby G's Pizzeria. Gracias <laughs> to all of them. This poem is Nina's song, and it was written for my approaching 50th birthday, which I have to mention that that was 28 years ago. I don't believe it. If your name is Nina Farina, what could you do? There's no Anna Banana to call. You are alone with all that is you and this silence that is yours. 
The humming refrigerator, buzzing clock, and dripping sink in your creaking house are trying to say your name so you don't feel so alone. Nina, 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 you are alone with your sagging self and fading spirit. I think tonight you plan to shed a skin. You may awake only bones and flesh and a dream you almost remember. Take your bones and meat and wrap them in the Sunday paper. Let your face be the comics page. Your sorrows are like yesterday. What day was that? What will you do for us today? Nina, Nina, you who danced on the table and thought you could change the world from the stage because all the world's a stage. Shakespeare told you, and you foolish girl believed him. Nina, Nina, you blew out the candles and wished on a star. All hope. If you believed strong enough, you could change it all. If everyone believed with you, your shouts and chants blown by the wind through the urban canyon by the federal building that gives out passports in the basement. The passport the State Department seized because you went to China, a then forbidden land. You could change it all. You standing there in the airport with no passport, holding your baby like you two were born to travel. And he just keeps on going in the body of a man, traveling so far from you, while your baby grandson is close to your present and his own future. Nina, Nina, you are so messy. What's that pile of junk called your desk? Clothes heaped all over the room. Can't you keep your hopes orderly? Don't you have a dream? You who compose the most beautiful dreams of nights and pillows, and what about love? Didn't you say give all for love? Well, what do you love that won't leave you? And who do you love that knows what you think when you're not telling? Well, be secretive then. Go ahead and die with your secrets. Nina, Nina, child of 1934, you think you're so great because you're fifty, don't you? You think surviving is enough to put you in touch with the endless circle. You know what happens fifty times over. You know what's to come. The soulful computer that you've always been plugs into the universe, and time. Waits for you like a snow-haired friend. Why is your daughter so impatient? Pablo says we will live to see our victory. You have seen some. Nina, Nina, alone like everyone, everyone you are, and everyone is you. From 1984, and who do you love? That knows what you think when you are not telling, but she is telling, and she's telling a good deal in this book, and it's an important book for that reason because she is telling because a voice is happening. I once wrote several years ago in a poem, you know, what happens, what would happen if the subject of the sonnet, the woman who is the subject of the sonnet, woke up 
and started writing sonnets back. And <laughs> that's been happening. And I'm happy to say, incidentally, because it's information we need. It's information we all need. It's information we need in order to be more fully alive in our world. And that's part of what it means to read poetry. I'm sure that Nina would agree with me with this. And let me give the numbers again. 510-848-5732. 510-848-KPFA. 1-800-439-5732. 1-800-HEY-KPFA. We haven't talked on this show, and I should say, incidentally, it's a, this is a fairly large book, so you're going to get a good sampling of Nina Serrano's poetry. It's nearly 150 pages long. It's a very fine, very complete book with wonderful, incidentally, drawings and illustrations uh, done by Nina as well. Some beautiful things, some of them watercolors, some of them just line drawings, but all of them with a great deal of the same imagination that you find in the poetry. And I want to read, because this is what she's been doing, the spoken word. And every his, I say, could be a her. Every he could be a she in this poem. The spoken word, Cuban poetry reading, and all poetry readings. The poet puts on his glasses, and a seriousness falls upon the pages he flips through, searching for the poem he will read us, chanting syllables as in ancient ceremonies of spoken words, healing wounds, watering crops, and fertilizing families. Waves of vibrating air from quivering vocal cords slide in open-minded ears. Spiraling sounds of images and memories merge with the magic of consciousness and dreams. The poem ends. He, she, closes his, her book. Pockets his glasses. Once again, life's daily prose chatters on, chatters on. And that's what we're dealing with here. Those rare moments when something really happens to us. Those rare moments when we are transformed and magically become something other than what we thought we were. And yes, they end. But the virtue of poetry, the virtue of art, is that it can keep those moments. And this is a book, Heart's Journey, of exactly those moments happening over and over and again to Nina. Nina, give us some more. All right. This is from the section called Dreaming the Night Away, from my book, Heart's Journey. Dreams of a room with a door half open. Spirits move through the crack in the door. I awaken. The door shuts. On another world of events, I can't remember. And this is also from that section of Dreaming the Night Away, and it's called Third Day of Rain. Rain again as predicted. I heard it on awakening. It stops and starts. Bare spots turn green again. Bushes whisper pink in the wind. The sky paints itself gray and blue. I dream of a yellow porcelain fireplace mantle found in our backyard to be installed in our living room. I wonder if such items exist except in dreams. Wasn't it an old friend of mine with the same name as mine who came to visit in the dream? 
that other Nina stood in the doorway admiring this antique object leaning against the house while an industrious stern, stern couple labored at clearing the brambles and mending fences. I awoke and knew that Ray was gone and Archie's memorial was only months before. I had him at that stage where people leave as one day I will leave. My dreams drenched in the drizzle. I see more sky in the puddles. My sorrows swim with my hopes and splash on real curbs. I step carefully, not wanting to slip in the rain. Yes, that's a beautiful poem. Oh, thank you. What's it got? Song for Oakland. I wrote this poem. <laughs> we need it, too. <laughs> yes, yes, we do. I wrote this poem as a middle-aged bride. I had just married and moved to Oakland, and I fell in love with Oakland. Song for Oakland. Backyard Oakland Sunday afternoon, barbecue grill dusty with ashes of summer, October splash of Lake Merritt's pebbled shore, drowned by the stream of roaring traffic from the freeway below. Still, I hear the neighbor's porch chimes and the chirping blue jays, my thoughts hammock swaying to the rustle of autumn leaves. Oakland in October, gifts of apple, lemon, orange, promise of pies and jam, and ripening avocados dangling from an overhanging bough. Sunday church bells singling, a time to think of the spirit of my lingering ghosts hovering on the edge as the seasons change, joining me in hymns my heart pumps out. I give a moment of tender company to meditate on all the generations back to unrecorded time, in all the spaces they filled to create me, the Sunday singer of an afternoon song in Oakland, with my back to the view like Gertrude Stein, my hand on my pen like Jack London, my bare feet ready to dance like Isadora Duncan, my voice waved into harmony by the freeway overpass mural of Calvin Simmons leading the Oakland Symphony, serenading the lowering sun and moving shadows, announcing the close of Sunday afternoon before the bustle of preparations for tomorrow, before the intense midnight blue and diamond sky covers Oakland, Oakland my home, Oakland my home, sweet home. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, the title of this poem is something we feel at KPFA. We have not been emphasizing the reasons why you should support KPFA on this show because we wanted to give it over to the lyricism of Nina Serrano. We wanted her poetry to be the main thing in this, but this poem is called, and I'm going to give you the numbers, 510-848-5732, 510-848-KPFA, 1-800-439-5732, 1-800-HEY-KPFA. I want a miracle. And we do. The winds died down, some change expected. I seek the mystic's view. Toss a few shells, bones, coins, shuffle the tarot packs, scan my horoscope, check the I Ching. 
monitoring inward vibrations, visions from the heart, focus my eye. The mind demands the spiral route for integrating contradictions and computing material events. Come on, hocus. Let's go. Pocus. Open the sesame of my soul. Nina? Thank you, Jack. I'm going to read this poem for Pablo Neruda, written seven years after his death. Poet, how carefully I copy your words to read tonight to my people, when you have already passed on into the unknown space we call death. I copy your commas and parentheses. I try to place my breaths where yours left off. My voice and its melody to your translated words. My pulse to your recorded vision 6,000 miles from your subject. 34 years from your inspiration, I tell your story. Because it is the story of all of us. Of all our defeats, which country by country and year by change become victory. Poet, how carefully I copy your words to read tonight to my people. Well, we're thank you, caller. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. KPFA really appreciates it. Thanks for joining our familia of Free Speech Radio. This has been Nina Serrano for Oaken Book, and I thank Jill Montgomery, and I thank Jack Foley. <laughs> thank you, Nina. <laughs> and I thank all of you for listening. Have a very pleasant afternoon. <laughs> <laughs>